Ah, the elusive work-life, family, life, self-balance. Is it actually possible? Well, that's what I really want to talk to you about on this episode of the Life Pilot Podcast, because let's be honest, balance is a thing that is achieved when, remember when you took that first bike ride when you were a kid, and your training wheels came off, and maybe your mum or your dad, your sister, your brother, gave you a gentle push, and before you knew it, you were off and cycling and perfectly balanced in equilibrium on your bike. And remember when you realized that they'd let go of the seat behind you, this is what happened with my dad, I was like so confident, I was cycling away, perfectly balanced in equilibrium, and then I, I was like, yes dad, I've got it, and I heard his voice behind me going, go Nat, and I was like, wait a minute, and I looked over my shoulder and I'm like, he's not even there, and then of course I went, wiggle, 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 totally wiggle, wiggle, bang, fall down, hurt your knee kind of stuff, right, that's, <laughs> that's the reality of how long balance really kind of lasts. And obviously you got more confident on the bike and you could go for longer. And then before you knew it, you were cycling really, really well. And you could go off track and you go around corners and go over little jumps and all those things. But I guess why I think when it comes to life, talking about balance is just an outdated way of talking about things. I think it's much more about integration. How do I integrate all the beautiful facets of my life so that they work together better, so that I feel less guilt around hanging out in one area of life than I do in the other, so that I feel like I'm actually got it together and I can play full out in each area of my life without really sacrificing another and not necessarily all at the same time, because again, that's just unrealistic. So rather than talking about balance, it's about integration and I think it's also about grace. And by grace, which has actually become my favorite word this year, it's about giving yourself grace to have flexibility, to fail at it, to get it wrong from time to time or many times, and to figure out your way through your life. One thing I will say for sure is that the thing that I think I actually do really well and I'm really proud of and it's been a focus for the better part of a decade or more, is I prioritize what matters to me, and that's how I then live my life. And my priorities have definitely changed over time. And right now, my number one priority is, and not all the time, but I'm getting better at it, is actually me. God, that sounds so good, doesn't it? So selfish, but it is. It's about self-care, because I know if I put time and energy into my self-care, if I nurture my mind through meditation, through reading, through learning, if I nurture my body through yoga, through strength training, through pickleball, through fun activities, through dance, like I just did all of last weekend, and then if I nurture my spirit through massage, deep conversations with dear friends, connecting with nature, then I am my best asset. I'm investing into my best asset and that asset then can then turn around and give the best of me to everybody else. Obviously keeping part of the best of me for me, but then I can give generously of my time, of my love, of my skills, of my everything to others that really need it. So I would say my priority, my number one priority is me first in order to then be with my family, second. So they are by far and away my biggest priority 
outside of my genuine sanity and health and well-being. And I just adore spending time with Leo and my husband, Josh. So they're my second priority. And then my third priority is around the work and impact that I want to make. So if I think about those three priorities, then everything else after that is kind of, you know, further down the track. And at different times in my life, those priorities may shift around. But by just knowing that really clearly for myself, that's how I go about treating my life. So there's a lot of pleasure in it. There's a lot of fun time. There's a lot of downtime because frankly, I value living a good life and being happy over stress, over money, over anything else. And as a result of that, I lead with that most days, like everybody's human, right? There's days where it goes wrong, but I lead with that most days and I can actually really find quite a beautiful integration of the areas of life. And if we're thinking about Life Pilot here, and you're listening to the Life Pilot podcast, the six areas of life that we focus on are growth, so your personal growth, that's your spiritual growth, that's learning, well-being, that's exercise, nutrition, and general self-care, relationships with yourself, with your family, with your loved ones, with your friends, with your colleagues, with your peers. That's lifestyle. And to me, that's hobbies, travel, and what you enjoy doing. And then there's work. So what earns you money? What makes an impact? It's a career or it's a business, side hustles, whatever work means to you. And then there's wealth. And wealth is around money, your mindset, and investments. One, two, three. A lot of people don't actually know what their priorities are in life. Hence why they struggle to find any semblance of what they want to call balance. So they're getting pulled in all sorts of directions. They may not have boundaries. They may not be good at saying no. There's a whole lot of things that they put as more important than themselves. Then they turn around and they get resentful about the fact that they've lost themselves in that process or that they don't get to do the things that they want to do uh, or that they're always doing things for others. And I, I, while I get that at some points life can get stressful and there can be a lot going on, there can be a lot of demands on your time, a lot of people asking of you, at the end of the day, if you know what your priorities are and you know what's important to you, you will be able to overcome all of that because you will turn around and say no to things that don't align. You will set boundaries and be really clear with your friends and family about what's great and what's not, and when they can contact you, when they can come over and all these things. You will set boundaries with yourself about when you should be going to bed, how you should be practicing self-care, that you want to exercise over, you know, cramming in a late night work session. And suddenly life becomes actually quite simple because you have prioritized what matters and that's what you put your energy into. And everything else can pretty much fall off to the side for all you care because you know what your priorities are. But thinking about that, (laughs) in this episode of the Life Pilot podcast, which is episode 24, you can find the show notes across at lifepilot.co forward slash 24, that's 24. I would like to, I guess, give you some tools and some tips on how to basically understand the harmony between your work needs, your family needs, and your own needs. And I'm predominantly more going to focus here if you have a career, but this is also very relevant if you have a business, because let's face it, Josh and I pretty much only know the entrepreneurial world, and I get that there 
can be different because ultimately as an entrepreneur you get to be in charge of your time and your energy but then you start taking on team members and clients and customers and you know it can it can get tricky if you're not delegating if you're not being really clear around again your boundaries your time what's important what's necessary what's not but if you're in a career I appreciate that quite a lot of those things can often be out of your control or not dictated by you. So I'll sort of flow between them and hopefully you can pick up what works for you and where you're at in your life and the tips and tools and suggestions and recommendations that I have for you. Because really balancing your work, your career, your family life and your own personal life is actually about grasping the intricate harmony between your aspirations and your loved one's requirements and your work requirements. And so here's how to tread this path with intentionality because Josh and I are all about intentionality. Life Pilot is essentially an intentional tool <laughs> to live your life by. And that has helped us immensely to stay focused on what matters. So when it comes to to one of the most important things you can do. It's all about open communication. It never ceases to surprise me how people aren't having the conversations that matter. It's like I meet so many people who are going through life hiding away from talking about what really matters, from having the conversations that might be hard but will ultimately be incredibly rewarding, will clear the air, will open even deeper levels of beautiful communication and understanding and richness and I'm unsure why, because I'm sure it can be scary, sure, but the outcomes that you're going to get from these deep, rich conversations and honesty and the open communication is going to change your life. So in terms of communicating, you know, if you have a big family, a small family, a young family, an older family, it's all about having family meetings, like regularly. So Josh and I have our life pilot check-in and reflection every single Monday. As Leo grows older and he's able to be part of that, we will start having family meetings. And in these meetings, we're going to hear everyone's voice. And these will be times for us to discuss our thoughts, our concerns, and our evolving needs related to us as a family and to us as individuals. So, you know, if you have a family and you're not doing this already, you've got to put in a family meeting each week. You can make it fun, you can make it something to look forward to, not something where chores are assigned or people get to rant and rave, but a real open, beautiful, honest discussion. You can have guidelines, um, you can have a structure to it, you can reflect on, like, start off with a celebration or a win for the week from every single person, talk about some of the deeper things that might be going on, anything that people are grappling with that they need support and help with. And then finish up with a couple of actions that people would like to take that week and how you can each support each other. Could be as simple as that. And then to keep that up, you know, once a week family meeting will be incredible, but then you have all these beautiful digital connection tools and you can use, you know, a tool that works for you. For example, I really love the app Signal. It's way better than WhatsApp. It's private. They don't sell your data. And you can have groups in there. You can have individual chats. And it's a very easy as I said, private messaging tool that you can have on your laptop or your phone. It could be a really, really good way to have a family group in there. Share photos, um, share dates, share images, share jokes, little messages, what people are up to, connecting, organizing things. Really great app. You might want to use something else. 
else like Slack or Trello or a messenger group or WhatsApp, Telegram, the list goes on. But choose a tool that is not going to interrupt you so that everybody's always getting a million notifications and feeling very sucked into the digital realm. But it's actually a tool that benefits everybody and keeps everybody informed and engaged. All right, when it comes to communicating with your employer, if you're in a job, it's actually probably more what I'm talking about here is, yes, open communication. You know, let them in on your family life. Let them know that you have a family and what's important to you. Tell them about your priorities. Make it clear to them that, you know, if you're not at work, you're probably off with your biggest priorities in your life, which may be your partner, your family, your loved ones, maybe something completely different. It might be horses or pets or I don't know. But... With that, also, it's about negotiations, as is with your family. But in terms of negotiations, I'm talking about flexible work arrangements. So that if you want to, you can have flexi hours and work from home more, be closer to your family, your friends. You can talk about compressed work weeks. Can I do a four-day work week instead? Can I do three days at home and two days in the office? Understanding and leveraging these opportunities can be a game changer for your own personal mental health and your own self-care, and then being able to show up more in your family life and your personal life. You can also look at things with your employer like getting a book allowance, online courses to upskill, or career coaches to really help you to make the best of who you are and the skills that you have. Uh, All of these things will make you happier at work, and then they'll make you happier at home, Uh, So it's a really, really good thing to keep that open line of communication with your employer or employers, managers, uh, whoever may be in your world, and to advocate for yourself and what you ideally would like out of your work situation. And then it's also about setting clear boundaries, which I talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, You've probably, or potentially, well, I really hope you have uh, watched the video on intentional calendar setting for busy people um, where I shared literally how Josh and I have mapped out our entire calendar for every week where we have certain routines and rhythms and rituals that are just in place that we both agree to, um, mainly around childcare, around who's taking Leo to daycare, who's picking him up, who's cooking dinner, who's taking him to bed who's on the morning shifts, who's on the afternoon shifts, right? That in itself was a freaking dream come true when we actually put that in place. And it hasn't been in place for the better part of six months. Um, Yeah, he's been at daycare for just around six months now and it works amazingly. And from that, we were then able to put in our other things like hobbies, date nights or date daytime events. We were able to put in when we wanted to exercise, uh, when we wanted to do meetings, for example, so that it fitted in around it. If we wanted to catch up with friends and which evenings we wanted to do that. We were then able to put in our own hobbies or extracurricular activities for Leo or for ourselves. And suddenly it was just like really obvious to us where our time was, what our priorities were and how our flow of the week went and still does. So, you know, Google Calendar, rocking it out. We can see each other's calendars, who's got business meetings, who's away, who's doing what. And it's really helped us. We color code it in the Life Pilot colors so we can see whether it's a wellness related thing, uh, whether it's a personal time thing, whether it's a relationship thing. It's pretty awesome. 
and it really has set us some beautiful boundaries. It allows us to negotiate really easily. You know, can I switch nights with you tonight or switch mornings? Or, hey, I'm going away. What childcare do we get in? Or, you know, what family support if we can? Or how do I make that easier on you? What else do we need to do? Great, we've got some time coming up. When are our holidays, etc. And that is just in itself incredible for helping you set boundaries. And you should also be doing this at work, whether it's your own business or in your career. You 100% need to have a calendar where people can book in at certain times for meetings. They should never be able to book in when you're just about to go home and go see your family. They shouldn't probably be able to book in first thing in the morning because you might want to actually have some extra time, buffer time sometimes to come in a little bit later, do your things at home, take care of your self-care, maybe do some work from home and then come in later. So all about setting those boundaries when they can call you, you know, like no after work calls, for example, nothing on the weekend, if that's your boundary, which I think it should be. Um, just being really, really clear about when people can reach you and when they can't. Same in your business. People really respect it when you put put those boundaries in place and you lay down the law of when you're going to get back in touch with people as well. Like leave it on your voicemail. Hey, you've reached the voicemail of Natalie Sisson. So sorry I missed your call. I'll get back to you within, you know, 24 hours or please don't leave a voicemail. Text me or email me instead. And again, you can give them turnaround for when they might expect comms from you. People just like clarity, right? They just need to know and then they accept it. It's brilliant. <laughs> I don't know why more people don't do it. And then in terms of like boundaries and intentionality, use focus boosting apps like Rescue Time. We just love Rescue Time or Toggle or stay focused, just to stay on track during work hours. These tools can really help you remain productive, reduce distractions, and make you just way more effective and efficient. And then if you're effective and efficient, you feel like you really smashed out your workday and you got everything you needed done, or you just felt like really on top of it, you're going to go home happier, healthier, in a better place to really then enjoy your family or your friends or whatever it is that you have prioritized. So you can see how it's that integration piece, right? It's all about how do you integrate great practices in your work, setting clear boundaries, communicating well, negotiating on things that are important to you, staying focused with the help of apps and systems and rituals. And then how do you also do that in your personal life so that you show up for your morning yoga routine or um, for your friends and lunches at cafes and massage appointments that you've set and facials, etc. And then how do you do that for your loved ones and your family? You know, it is all about having these systems and routines and rituals with really, really clear intentionality that's going to make your life one big, happy, thriving, melting pot of goodness. And also remember, it's all about quality over quantity. So mindfulness practices are going to be at the heart of your happiness, at your calmness, especially when you're juggling a busy, or as I like to prefer to call it, a full and fulfilling life. But you can take a few moments for deep breaths in the morning, deep breaths right before you think you're going to react to your two-year-old, a five-minute guided meditation, a 10-minute walk in nature with a meditation. You can essentially have a little dance party if you want, whatever it takes. I think, again, people get really, really hung up on 
oh, I need to sit down for 45 minutes and do this amazing meditation. And then they'll miss a couple of days or many days or into weeks. And then they'll just be like down on themselves that they didn't allow for that time. And then they'll look at their whole life and go, gosh, I can't even fit in a meditation and I'm stressed and I'm anxious and I'm getting grumpy, etc. versus, oh, hey, I've got five minutes right now between this call that I'm about to have and or going out to meet my friend. I'm just going to like just drop down to the floor into child's pose enjoy some nice stretches. I'm going to do some really deep breaths while I do it. And that is an awesome use of my five minutes. And if that's all I get today, then I am happy. I think also another way of paraphrasing this is to look at expectations versus reality. So I do love having high expectations, but I also like to be realistic. And if my expectations are always so high, reality is always going to suck because it's never going to meet it, right? Very rare that my expectations, if they're incredibly high and off the Richter scale, are going to meet the reality. But if I if I have high expectations and I hold them with flexibility and grace and I'm realistic, I'm more than often going to find ways to solve a problem, to work around the fact that, okay, maybe suddenly we have Leo home today from daycare because there's some bug going around, they want them to be there, and suddenly Josh and I have to kind of move things around to make it work, to be with him, and to also get our work done. Now, thankfully, we're both entrepreneurs who work from home or from anywhere, and we can do that fairly easily. Wouldn't be fun if it went on for the better part of five months, because that would be quite the juggle, and we'd have to then organize in daycare and relook at our intentional calendar and figure things out. But the reality of it is that people get upset about that when it just happens for a day versus knowing that if you are a parent with kids, for example, in school or in daycare, if you're not, this may not be relevant to you, but it may work across another area of your life. There are going to be times when things just don't go to plan and you need to be flexible enough to deal with that. You need to know it's going to happen. Half the time, expecting the unexpected is the best way to go through life because you can't really get derailed. You work around it, you find a solution and a problem, and you don't let it kill your entire day or your mood or screw things up. It's kind of how I live my life. It's very, very rare that something can throw me so much that I am like upset or angry. Normally I'm like, oh, okay, shoot, I wasn't expecting that. Um, Cool, I'll make a couple of calls and we'll juggle, rework, and it'll be fine. And great. And then I'll be like, oh, actually, this is even better because now I can go and do that thing. And actually, I'm going to be in the area over there, which I wasn't expecting to be. And I've always been wanting to stop in to see that gallery or whatever it may be. I don't know. I'm very much about taking the opportunity in the moment of of using the unexpectedness of the day to figure something else out that works really well. So I'm just putting that out there as to A lot of the time, it's just your attitude. If you're expecting perfectionism, if you're expecting to be amazing all the time across all fronts of all areas of life and show up with your absolute best energy, you're you're setting yourself up for failure versus being realistic with high expectations (laughs) held with grace and flexibility. And another thing to consider is when it comes to quality over quantity is more quality time. Yes, it is one of my love languages. It may not be yours. And so one thing that Josh and I have been implementing over the past several weeks, which came up in a really beautiful conversation, was the very simple act of putting our phones on charges in the lounge room in a designated spot by the piano 
out of sight, but in a safe space where we put our phones at night so we don't go to bed with our phones. This means that we get to connect more or if we go to bed, we get to read, we get to relax. We're not looking at our screens. We're not with blue light. We're not getting distracted and surfing apps that we don't need to. We have also decided that during family time, so this is particularly on the weekends and around meals, we just won't have our phones with us. We're actually pretty good on that front. Like Josh and I do not actually have our phones around Leo very much, and he certainly is not like, you know how some kids are like, mummy, daddy, phone again. You know how they literally will call you out on it. He doesn't because we just don't have them around very often, but I feel like we have them enough that I don't want him to get to an age where he's like, well, you have your phone. Or he sees it as like an extension of our hand or something that we constantly have. Um, And so we've decided that during meal times and together family times, again, they'll just go back on the charger. And if I need to whip out and go and grab a photo or a video because I'm capturing some really beautiful moment, I can do that. I can run and grab it. But it's just about intentionally being more present for each other because I think the real moments that have been frustrating for us is when one of us is on our phone either quickly responding to something for work or organizing something or researching something at the table which is beneficial for all of us but then ultimately you've got this one person on the phone and the other two who are super present and so we've just come up with that as our idea to prioritize quality time And so you might want to designate certain times as tech-free family time. Unplug from your screens and devices and foster genuine interactions and shared experiences. Just try it on for size. Uh, I talked at the beginning of this podcast about how my number one priority is me uh, because self-care really matters. So if it's a difficult thing for you, you can always work with some self-care apps like Headspace, which is really beautiful for breathing and meditations. also has tips on just how to feel more calm and centered, how to look after yourself. There's also the app Calm, which does guided relaxation, helps you with sleep improvement and stress reduction. Uh, I love my Aura ring, which is epic. It tells me about my sleep performance, my heart rate variability, my readiness score, it, it, it's got me so much more in sync and in tune with myself, so much more that I am really guided by it now. So if I've had a really poor sleep or my heart rate is elevated because maybe I'm getting a little rundown, which is pretty rare, it'll just say take a rest today or turn this on to rest mode or do something beautiful for yourself today or have fun today or don't go to, you know, it's like, it's just such a good little barometer of where I'm at. And even though it's just an app and my this ring reminding me of it, I'm really guided by it and it's been incredibly helpful. Even my cycle, when is that coming up? How might I be feeling? Am I in my luteal phase? Am I in my energized phase? Whatever. It's very, very helpful. And I am also a big advocate of allocating specific time slots on your intentional calendar for self-care. You should treat those moments with the same reverence as any other commitment because your well-being is honestly the most important thing. So booking in those massages, booking in those timeouts, booking in spa dates with friends, um, but you, if you need to put it in your calendar, reading time, relax time, nature walks, um, swimming, whatever it may be that really, really works for you, yoga evenings, guided retreats, <laughs> whatever it takes. So prioritize your self-care and you'll turn up for yourself in an amazing way and for everybody else too. And then of course, you can't really go past planning and organizing. So if 
you're not a natural planner or organizer, if there's somebody in your family or in your friend group who is, lean on them a little more, get their tips, understand their systems. It's why we built LifePilot. It's one of the most simple, beautiful life planning tools that helps you prioritize what matters. It helps you to set your weekly three top priorities across your areas of life. It helps you to set your monthly priorities, your quarterly. So you've always got this like guiding North Star in your life as to what is important and what you need to be focusing on. Um, And it just helps you plan better because you can plan around that and you can plan to work to hit those top three priorities in whatever areas of life they are. Uh, And there's reflection built in and accountability. So, you know, I'm going to put LifePilot in there as one of those tools that might work for you. But then there's digital planners, there's productivity apps like Notion, where you can pretty much project manage your life, personal projects, etc. Most of these tools are really good for streamlining your task organization. They're really good for deadline tracking. They offer helpful reminders. They make things a little bit more visual for you so you can see dates and priorities and how you're progressing. And, you know, there's absolutely merit in applying project management principles to both your personal and professional life. I don't know why people kind of, there's often people I'll meet and they're amazing at work. They're so organized and so systemized and they're a hot mess when they get home. Like they have a floor drobe. My partner has a floor drobe. There's no wardrobe. All the clothes go on the floor is what a floor drobe is. Um, It's hilarious to me. But anyway, but why can't you use something like Notion, which I mentioned before, or Asana or Trello to actually not only facilitate your big projects and work and business, but also collaborating with your family and ensuring that house tasks and garden tasks and family get-togethers and chores and, um, you know, who's doing what are actually planned and organized and everybody has visuals on the commitment and they know who's doing what and who's assigned the role and projects in your family and personal and professional life will just run more smoothly. So don't be afraid to use those tools. And then I will just say here, finally, delegate and share responsibilities is a big part of having a more integrated life. So if you are constantly juggling with, you know, working super hard and then coming home to family or loved ones who are like, you know, we need more time with you. Um, Or you are getting frustrated because you're holding down the fort at work and then you come home and all the chores and the household organization is just out of control when you're not there. Then it's probably a really good time for you to have those chats about roles and responsibilities. And there are family chore apps that make household management a breeze. Um, There's something called Our Home. There's Chore Monster, which I think is like a good... uh, you know, look at it that way, like nom, 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 I'm monstering my jaws. And these tools allow you to distribute responsibilities among your family members, especially if you've got kids that are older and able to do this. I mean, heck, Leo is two and he puts things away like it's amazing. Like I hope that that lasts, but he is so gorgeously responsible and intentional and helpful and organized. And yeah, it's just really beautiful to see. Start young, man. It's amazing. Such a good life skill to be able to do that for yourself and others. And tools like that just allow you to distribute responsibilities, as I said, among your family members, allow you to track completed tasks, and even implement reward systems, which, let's face it, those things work really, really well with kids. You know, the good old star sticker, how are you doing this week? Visuals of like the steps to go through in a bedtime routine. This can lead into pocket money and all the good things. 
So, and it works for adults too. Like, we like to see that we're ticking things off and getting little star systems. And then at work, consider collaboration platforms. So, again, some of these project management tools, Trello, Asana, Notion, Monday, um, and delegate tasks there as well and collaborate with your colleagues. Streamline your work responsibilities to lighten your own load. Same thing at home, same thing at work. Honestly, take what's working there and see how you can apply it at home. And just remember that the tools and resources that I've talked about in today's episode are really meant to be allies in your quest for finding the beautiful integration of how do you prioritize you, your loved ones, your family, your children, your friendships, your work, your aspirations, your hopes, your dreams. If you feel like you're even lacking on your aspirations and like what is your big picture plan and how does this beautiful big life look for you five years from now because maybe you're in the thick of it right now with a a newborn baby and you know three different businesses going on and ailing parents and uh, all the things like house renovation I don't know maybe your life is a freaking crazy mess then having a beautiful big vision for yourself five years from now, three years from now, is really important because the more you can lean into that vision of how you want to be, the more you will bring it into your everyday life. And you will probably start setting boundaries and saying no to projects and getting help and asking for help and looking at all those pieces and components of your life areas and going, okay, I need help here. This bit's going well. This bit really sucks. How did I let this get to here? How can I reclaim some of this? How can we implement a planning system or some organization? Um, How can we put in more boundaries here? How can we have more fun, etc.? That is where Life Canvas comes in, which is part of our Life Pilot tool. And it is this beautiful three-year vision for your life across those six areas that I mentioned. But written in the present tense even though it's for three years from now. And honestly, it's had outstanding results for every single client that I take through it and every life pilot member that we have had use our tool and methodology for life. Because sometimes you just need to focus on the big exciting things and they take you out of the hum-ho of maybe the routines and the day as it is and all the things you have going on, all the responsibilities And they get you to get excited about, you know, what you're working towards and what you have already right here in this beautiful life of yours that makes you happy. So it's about the big picture, kind of like what excites you, what draws you towards your dreams, what inspires you and what have you got right now that is absolutely beautiful. And I will link to the show notes about the whole episode I did on Life Canvas and your big picture vision. I'll take a really quick look over at lifepilot.co forward slash podcast, which is where you can find all the previous episodes. It was episode 10. So head across to lifepilot.co forward slash 10. Life Canvas, a powerful tool for your life vision. It's a goodie. It's actually got my juices flowing even when I was describing it and sharing it and sharing my life vision with you candidly on that podcast. It just, it gets me excited anytime I do it. I also just recently... If you did tune in to my uh, episode six, which is a new twist on the bucket list for living your best life, I literally updated my 50 things to do before I'm 50 list yesterday with a dear friend. 
And that was exciting too, because that's just 50 awesome things that I want to do in the next five years. And I updated them. That podcast shared exactly what they were, how I came up with it, why this is a really cool method to get you excited and buzzing about things that are both small uh, that you can put on your list and also bigger aspirational. But uh, what I did yesterday was I actually put timelines to all of it. So I said, these are the things that can happen in the next six months. Some of them are easy to tick it off in a day. These are the things over the next year. This is for two years time. This is for three years time. This is for four years time. And it was just really helpful because like anything in life, you have all these priorities and aspirations and goals and dreams. And you, if you throw them on on a piece of paper, that's great. But the minute you put like timelines of them it just felt so more exciting because suddenly I'm like oh okay this is year three so I'll take pressure off about that one and I'll look at what's coming up in the next six months which one of them was like train like a circus person for a day and there are places to do that there were some really really simple ones that I can just do in the next six months and suddenly it just felt incredibly accessible and doable and exciting to me so I know I've gone off track a little bit there, but ultimately, if we're talking about integrating all of life, you need to work on the skill and art of your big picture vision and incorporating that in your day-to-day reality. (sighs) I feel like, yeah, I feel like this is a topic that we could continue to discuss. And if you want to write in with any questions or any thoughts or even just write in with like where you're at in life right now I would so be happy to do an episode dedicated to you and your unique challenges and talk to you about all the ways in which you can lead a more beautiful integrated life that lights you up so please do tune into this episode leave a comment on it lifepilot.co forward slash two four or hit me up on instagram I'm at natalie sisson DM me or leave me a comment and just say, Natalie, here's my question for you, or here's what I'm going through in life right now. Happy to uh, share it anonymously or publicly, and for me to just coach you through that, because that is my jam, is helping people to figure out what they already have that's so beautiful in their life, and how they can get towards living more of their dream life, and being very intentional about that, and really, truly prioritizing what matters. Because let's face it, life is short, you might as well be doing the things you love might as well. All right, beautiful. Thank you so much for listening today. Go forth, live your best life, and I will see you next week on the Life Pilot Podcast.